Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Rage Quit podcast. Uh, my name is Robin. I am going to be your host. And on this podcast, we're just basically going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff that you encounter in life. Just a person living in the United States of America, I feel that in this modern age, just comes across so many things. Everything from dealing with shit at work, to politics, to, you know, just daily life in general. And I feel that America is such a country of such diversity that you have a lot of opinions and a lot of things that a lot of people have to deal with. So, a little bit about myself. My name is Robin. I am coming close to the big 3-0, the big downhill, like they say for most people. Uh, and I work a regular job. I work in the healthcare industry. I work in a hospital as a engineer. I fix medical equipment. But I do have friends from all kinds of fields and backgrounds, all the way from doctors to professional dominatrixes. I'm I'm not even joking over there. One of my friends is actually a professional dominatrix, and she's pretty good at her job. But uh, I feel that I have a lot of stories to say, a lot of opinions that I feel that as an immigrant, um, I can provide an outward look towards a lot of stuff that's going on inside America. So just something you guys to know. Thank you guys for tuning in. So let's get started. So... I work in the healthcare industry, and a lot of times what happens is that uh, you find a lot of people from different backgrounds, especially in my shop. Now, I have a theory that every biomed shop has certain characters that, and I've been in a couple of biomed shops just for my background, and I feel that some of them are just common. They're replaced by different people, but these roles are always there. There is the uh, micromanager, there's the good boss, uh, there is uh, the sassy mouth person, and there's the old disgruntled man, sometimes maybe two, that you are very, very afraid will say something extremely, extremely inappropriate. Uh, or um, something that will just just catch you off guard in in the most uh, unlikeliest of situations. So I am I wouldn't call myself a liberal, but I'm I'm more of towards the left, and majority of the people that I've come across at my work are right-winged and i mean uh they believe that the government is trying to take over like they will break down your house punch your dog slap your wife and take away your guns the the fact that bothered me the most is that they weren't worried that somebody broke into their house and kicked their dog and slapped their wife but they were worried that they took away their gun anyway <laughs> Anyway, so we were having a conversation in the shop about how uh, I I don't even remember it was so like the the thing that one of my coworkers said was so like out there that it, that it, it 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 took me a second to process it cuz but and I'm like one of those people who who listen to the conversation going on between other coworkers, because our shop is not that big. Like, you know, if like everybody sits pretty much close by. So even if you're trying to keep to yourself, you do end up hearing other people's conversations. So uh, one of my coworkers, he's, he's an older gentleman. He's uh, probably in his, uh, I don't know how old he was exactly, but well, he left the shop, but I don't exactly know how old he was, but uh, he goes on about how, um, and this was, uh, this was like right after, um, you know, COVID times, like, in, uh, so, you know, everybody was vaccinated, you know, da, 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 and us being, um, healthcare workers, it was mandatory for us to, 
take the vaccine. Now, a lot of people did not like that, which I was surprised because being in the medical field, I was like, obviously, you see the the devastation that this virus has caused. So, I mean, you should like to get a free vaccine, right, that can protect you and your family members. Apparently not. It was a infringement of their rights. I'm not even joking. This came from... A, a nurse that I know. She said that by making her take the vaccine, the government was infringing upon her rights as a citizen. And it was so hard for me to just keep a straight face. Like, I was like, you've studied medicine. Like, what are you talking about, lady? Are you like, what? So anyway, coming back to the conversation that was going on between, uh, one of my coworkers and another coworker, he was talking about how the vaccines were uh, enforced and, uh, you know, everybody was made to take the vaccine and, you know, it was uh, the government trying to impose their rule on it. And he took a short pause after saying, and you know what that sounds like? And the whole time I'm not looking at him. I'm just like pretending to, do some work on my computer and I'm like hearing the conversation. I'm like, oh God, oh God, he's going to say something. He's going to say something wrong. And then I'll have to report him to HR. I'm like, shit, I don't want to do that. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. And out of nowhere, he says, Muslims. I'm like, wait, what? I was like, it took me a second. And I just like turned around a little bit. I'm like, no, 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 don't lose focus. And it took me a second. I'm like, the government making you take vaccines is like the Muslims? And and I could, I turned around a little bit and saw the look on people's faces. And they were like, the hell is he talking about? And he goes on to explain it. So he's he goes like, um, <laughs> he goes, he goes and says, um, so, you know how Muslims are extremists and they only believe in one certain way and it's their way or the highway? Uh, that's equivalent to the government trying to give a herd immunity to the whole public so they can prevent the pandemic from causing more damage. I'm like, oh, you should have said that from the start. I mean, I didn't see it, but now that you've explained it so clearly, I mean, of course, of course that's how how it sounds like. Thank you for that wonderful explanation. Oh, oh my God. It it took me like I I said like I I gotta I gotta I gotta go to the to the restroom. I got to go to the bathroom and, you know, just, just, just be in there for a little while so that I can recuperate because you're not allowed to sit idle in the shop. You have to constantly be doing something because if you're not, then you're kind of like wasting your time and you're not being productive because you have to be productive so that the company can make millions and they can every now and then offer you like a pizza or, you know, like a sticker that says I'm a hero, whatever. So those are the type of conversations that goes on in my shop. And I'm the kind of person that I love chaos. I love to egg people on to make them say the most unhinged stuff. Why do I do that? And why do I not correct them? Because I feel that there's no point. Here's the deal, right? If you have a very strong opinion about something, you didn't you didn't just happen to just one day wake up and and uh, just say, oh, I have this opinion towards gun control or oh, I have this opinion towards abortion. No, you've you've been in an environment that is conducive to creating such thoughts in your head and you've been there in an extended period of time and I can hit you with solid facts and evidence and everything, but it's not going to change your mind. You're just going to be like, this is a fucking idiot. I'm going to, I'm not going to listen to this guy. Like, get him out of my face. Or, you know, he'll be like, oh, he's a liberal. I don't want to listen to that bullshit. Why don't you go and, 
and go to California, Liptar, or, or something like that. So I, I've just learned to just like kick back and just enjoy the dumpster fire. So I, I love to like um, egg people on into saying some uh, very unhinged stuff to just, just see how deep the rabbit hole really goes. And previously in the past when I was younger, I would debate people on their opinion about stuff and I would try to say that no, what you're saying is misogynistic or racist and stuff like that. And I would always end up getting either angry or upset or mad. And it was so time consuming and I would waste so much energy on trying to make people understand stuff. And for what? I mean, honestly, I would spend almost half an hour debating somebody about, you know, why uh, abortion is not, uh, you know, a matter of, uh, you know, whether or not it's your pro-life or pro-choice. Abortion is about rights of women, which a lot of people overlook. But, I mean, then again, of course, the, you know, the thing is, well, what about the unborn child? I, I, I can't help you. I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm, I'm trying to make you understand it's not about that. And yet you go back to the same point that I literally just said it's not about that. So I can't help you. I'm sorry. It's, it's just, I'm just going to sit back, watch you. And when you fall down in the mud, I'll come and give you a towel or hose you off. But I'm not going to try to stop you from, you know, jumping in the mud because then you'll think that I'm some kind of joy killer. So I'm like, hey, man, go have your fun, live your life, do your best. And hey, if you need help, I'm not opposed to helping people who have extreme ideology to move out of it. I mean, my main thing is that change is possible. And if somebody after a set period of time, they realize that, oh, shit, you know, what I was doing was wrong. Uh, I mean, if they come around, I mean, heck, why not? I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to accept change from people. Um, I mean, heck, when I was younger, I, I used to be like one of those people that was always under the impression that, you know, women only want one thing and they're bitches. And, and uh, if I work hard enough, I'll be the CEO or the president or a space cowboy or whatever bullshit I wanted to be. Now I'm just, I just learned the harsh reality of life. And now I'm just like bitter and <laughs> just, just, just find, uh, just have a dark sense of humor now. But, you know, hey, I guess that's what being an adult is. You finally realize that stuff that you grew up with was just, uh, matter of it was just time it was just a matter of time before you know the stuff that you grew up with turned out to be a lie or you uncovered the big truth about stuff you know from your from your childhood and you're like holy shit i used to like that person or i used to like that thing i didn't know that he was a pedophile or i didn't know that that caused cancer good lord so i i guess that's how just life is it just grinds you down and i mean covid didn't do like the people who are suffering with depression and such negative thoughts any 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 benefit at all i would say they just further drove them down that you know pipeline so i predominantly grew up in india and what i saw was that and this I was only able to see after coming out of India. I had I had lived my majority of my life in India. I did my undergrad over there, and I came to the United States to uh, to do my graduate studies. And what I noticed after coming here was that I gained a different perspective about things. Looking back in India, looking back on certain things that we used to do in India, certain things that we used to do over here, now that I look back, I mean, it's, it, you only understand, you, you can only see 
the whole picture once you actually step back a little bit. But when you're in there, I feel that a lot of people are not able to see the bigger picture. And that's why a lot of them suffer, you know, in every which way possible in life, in every which facet of life. And I feel that getting a perspective is very important for people. And, um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, something that I learned coming from India that was, that was actually very, uh, eye-opening. So, growing up in India, the schooling system was very competitive. It was very harsh. And when I initially came over here and I was like, oh my God, really? Like, this is, this is the schooling system? What a bunch of pussies. But then I realized the whole concept in India was that either sink or swim. But over here, the concept of education is you teach them how to swim. These are two different ways of looking at education. Over here, the kids that don't do well, they're given more attention and, you know, they're given more uh more attention in terms of their work and everything in India you just beat them relentlessly until they start working that's, that's that's how it used to work so i mean that was one thing and another thing even even dating i mean i think why and i'm indian if you haven't picked that up by now um a lot of times like you know i've heard by several people like you know uh like, uh, oh, he's he's Indian. So, I mean, they were like Loki saying that he's socially awkward. It's because we weren't never taught any social skills in India. It, it was like, that's not a required facet or that's not a required, uh, you know, that's not a requirement in India. All you need to do is study, get a job and, you know, whatever. I I found it extremely, extremely hard in the first couple of months actually not even weeks when I came to the United States because I had no social skills all my social skills that I had learned were through interaction with drunk guy my drunk guy friends in India and you know TV I I, I didn't know how to you know properly greet people I didn't know uh proper social cues I I had to learn all of this I I and it was it was hard in the beginning but you know as as most people coming from a different culture, coming from a different place, it, it's it's a part of adjustment to a new life. And it takes time. But for the most part, it was uh, it was a journey. I, I, I still remember there were like certain things that now that I look back on, I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I was, I, I did not know these things. So, for instance, the first week when I came from uh, from India to the United States, I went to Walmart to, you know, just do some general shopping, get some, you know, bed sheets and uh, kitchenware and stuff like that for my dorm room. And a, a, a nice military gentleman, he, he was uh, he was just, you know, walking in the same uh, he, he was just walking besides me and I glance upon him and he just happens to say hey how's it going and I didn't know that when he said when he said hey how's it going he didn't really want to know exactly how my day was going so I stopped my car to look at him and he's like what the and then I just start going on well you know I woke up late today and you know I thought I would go for a run but it was too cold outside and then he's just confused, like, wait, is he actually telling me how, how his day is going? I, uh, and, and I just saw his eyes, like, you know, looking right and left when you try to escape an awkward conversation from a person or coworker that you really don't want to talk to, but you're just being cordial to them. Like, I, I, I literally saw that and I was, thank God, thank God I was able to pick that up. And I was like, uh, oh, well, you know what, <laughs> okay, I'll uh, talk to you later, I guess, I don't know. And I was like, what, like, I was like, what? So, like, he didn't want to know how I felt, that, that was so weird. So then I asked one of my friends, 
AJ. And I was like, hey, man, you know, a guy asked me, hey, how's it going? And when I started telling him, he didn't really, it felt like he didn't want to listen to how I was feeling. I was like, and he was like, who was this guy? I was like, I don't know, some some guy, just random guy in Walmart. Like, so he asked you how your day was? Like, no. And I said, no. He said, hey, what's going on? And he was like, Sanjay, that's that's just like just that's just small talk, man. Like, did you actually go on and tell your whole day to him? I was like, no. It was like Sanjay, like yeah, I told him. <laughs> so he's like, no, man. Like that's that's no, that's uh, <laughs> that's not how you do it. You just you just say it's going good and you just walk along. So. Like, so it's like, so even if you're having a bad day, you just say it's going good and you just keep walking. And he was like, yeah, basically, I was like, that's, it's kind of sad. You know, it's like, that's when I realized like people live very isolated lives in the United States. They keep it very private. They keep it very isolated. They don't want. They they want you to know just enough, but not too much. And I've seen that like in a lot of interactions with people. They they'll they'll give you like vague answers to the point of like there'll be a lot of words, but it will make the least amount of sense. It's like trying to ask a person who likes crystals that why did she have four glasses of vodka? You know, it'll be something down the line of like, or my cause, my spiritual energy was not aligned. And I, and I really needed this release. Oh, Jessica, shut up. You just wanted to get drunk. Don't lie to me. So I'm sorry. That was just a rant at crystal people. I didn't know they existed in India. We don't have any people who, 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 um, who like crystals? Anybody who like crystals or rocks, we would put them uh, in um, in the Institute of Bastards and Mentally Ill. If anybody got that reference, that is just a joke. Please don't, please don't try to crucify me. It was a Family Guy reference, so I like Family Guy too. So <laughs> that's just the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, those are just like many of the instances. Like looking back, I mean. Now I get the bigger picture. And another instance is what I, I, I can, for the life of me, I always get like certain catchphrases or, or like, you know, those things like, oh, let's let's get, you know, our hands dirty and stuff like that. You know, I always get those things wrong. Uh, another funny story. So this was the first actual um actual job that I had. I was working as a biomed engineer uh, and I was working on one of the OR tables and we had a we had a bolt or something that was that was stuck, right? So I asked my boss like, hey, you know, uh, my boss's name, um, his name is JR. So I was like, hey, JR, do you, do you have a breaker bar? And he was like, yeah, man, uh, I can help you out, and you, you know, it's like, oh, I was like, uh, and I was a, like a young kid, I was like, oh man, you know, Jared's gonna help me out, you know, go for me, it's like, I'm going in the shop, I'm like, oh, so one of my coworkers, he was like, hey man, so did you figure out how to get that bolt loose, I'm like, yeah, Jared's gonna help me, like, uh, we're gonna get our uglies dirty, you know, we're gonna get down and ugly, and everybody in the shop just like simultaneously stopped doing what they were doing, and just looked at me, and they were like, what did you just say? And I was like, uh, you know, we'll get the bolt loose. And like, you feel that energy when you said something wrong, but you're trying to correct yourself. I'm like, uh, we were we were trying to get our uglies dirty. Like, uh, like, you know, hit, you know, hit the nail on the ugly. I don't know. So, there, so then like, Jerry was like, are you trying to say bump uglies? I was like, yeah, yeah, bump uglies. And I was like, then everybody was like, everybody just started chuckling. I'm like, oh man, like uh, somebody's on the way to get a promotion. And I was like, Sanjay, like the hell is wrong with you, man? 
And I was like, what did I say? Aren't you going to help me? And like, so then, so then JR was like, then why did you say that? And I was like, isn't that what you do when you work on stuff? Your, your hands get dirty and they get ugly. Then he looked at me for a second, like, and actually saw that I, I was, I did not know what I was talking about. And he said, did you mean getting your hands dirty? I'm like, is that, is, is that how you say it? I'm like. And I was like, yeah, getting my, and I, I just said, that I just brushed it off saying that, oh, yeah, 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 that's what I meant, like, you know, getting my hands dirty. And then he was like, Sanjay, do you know what, do you know the difference? I'm like, I mean, we're, we're just getting our hands dirty. I mean, I said it like, no, Sanjay, like, bumping uglies means having sex. You wanted to have sex with me is what you declared in the shop in front of everybody. And I was like, oh, no, absolutely not. That is, mm -mm, that is, that is not what I, uh, um, that is not what I intended to say. That is not what I wanted to. Uh, I am sorry if, if that's what you felt. I, I, mm -mm. so I was, yeah, that was a very, very awkward, uh, drive from, from the shop to to the uh, place that we were going to fix the the ORT but um but you know what and a good old maryland saying is you live and you learn and jr didn't kill me that day so i i guess i learned my lesson i, I don't know oh <laughs> uh, yeah just just good old good old times and uh in the shop. So coming back to the whole perspective thing, and I I feel that another thing about when I was initially saying about how you gotta step back from where you are to actually understand the whole scenario was was that I was trying to say what I was trying to say was if you have been in an environment for a long time. Now, this may not always be true, but sometimes you're not able to see a different perspective. You need an outside opinion. That's why in, you know, when in any aspect of life, like, you know, when even when it comes to work, we have audits so that a second or third person or third party can view our work and give us positive criticism on what is wrong or what might need change. The same goes with uh, ideas that you have uh, or political views that you have. Coming from India, I felt that the whole thing about guns in this country is something that was so different that I had never seen before. I mean, I knew it was, I mean, I knew Second Amendment was a thing. I did some research, of course, about the country where I'm going to stay and came here. I knew Second Amendment was a big thing, but I did not know to what extent. I mean, it's almost like a religion. Like, and I feel it, it comes back to the whole isolation part. I felt that Americans are are so so uh, disconnected and live so separately they don't have uh, any um, community they lack a sense of community and a sense of purpose so I feel that commodity consumption is one of the ways that in which they identify themselves now why do I say that? I have actual examples. People who like knives. I, I personally love knives. I make very quick connections with who, people who like knives. People who like guns, they stick together. People who like certain type of beer stick together. People who like certain kind of TV shows stick together. I mean, friendships are forged over like stuff like I use the same brand of toilet paper. You know what I mean? And that has led to this 
this sense of in order for me to be in order for me to to have a community i must indulge completely in this one thing that i like and i see other people like as well now that also comes from the environment that you grew in now now if if you grew up in an environment in which you know you always had guns you will probably own a gun when you grow up that's just that's just how statistics work <laughs> you know and and uh there have been there have been plenty of studies i cannot maybe i can pull it up on my phone but um there have been studies uh to show um that after uh, if if you grow up in a certain uh environment in which uh it, it you tend to repeat those same patterns so it, it, i just found it very interesting that uh they would hold on to one thing so so strongly in in here in the united states the guns i mean i i guess like coming from india we we civilians were not allowed to own guns so when i came here and i saw somebody just concealed carrying a gun i was like oh my god and i was scared for for a long time i was actually like straight up scared of guns and and i still say that in any altercation like cuz my main thing was you know, if I bump into somebody, step on their shoe or something, and they have a gun, and, you know, if they just get mad and pop a cap in my ass, then then what am I going to do? You know what I mean? And, um, uh, yeah, it was it was just a very weird thing. And, and the whole thing of isolation comes back to the way how, the way how the whole society is set up. What do I mean by that? Um, is that everything is oriented in terms of capitalism in this country. Let me explain on that. So when I came here, the main thing that I saw is value. If anything has value, they try to extract as much of it as possible from that said thing. That could be a person, that could be an object, that could be a thing. Um, the whole thing about, you know, you have to have a certain, uh, you know, performance at work or else you'll get fired or, you know, you have to, you, like, what value do you have? Even, like, in these online... Um, online things about dating in which like you know all these alpha males talk about you know what women bring to the table huh i don't see i don't see anything in that my value is more than yours i'm a top value or i'm a <laughs> i'm a <laughs> i'm a sigma male like no dude you're not a sigma male you're just a you're just a fucking loner that <laughs> can't get any bitches Oh, but but that's a rant for a for a different topic. But mostly the whole thing about um <laughs> I'm sorry, I just need to like I just saw a video on YouTube in which he was talking about being how he was making fun of, you know, this whole aesthetic of alpha males and sigma males or beta males or whatever. Uh it, it was just funny. So coming coming <laughs> Coming back to the topic of, um, you know, how everything is capital or capitalistic in nature and they try to extract as much value from the thing as possible. It, it, it comes back to capitalism. The whole society is built on capitalism. And after a while, I realized that once you get into the working system, you're kind of stuck there because think about it, right? Every single facet of your life is tied into income. 
and your job and the this uh your your company or your boss or whoever uses that ball uh, uses that to kind of sort of control you you have a house that you live in you have a mortgage or you pay rent you need money in order for you to pay all of those things the bills utilities whatever you have it so if you don't have a job you can't pay for them and same thing goes with health insurance your health insurance is tied to your job so if you quit your job you don't have health insurance you get shot in the head or you get sick or something that's game over what are you going to do about it right so kind of you just kind of work until you die in india we had a concept of pensions over here i think the closest thing you have is uh social security but even then like there's a whole talk about how social security is making people lazy and you know why do i have to pay for social security da 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 it's like and it usually comes from people who talk a lot about investments and they're not clearly seeing that social security as an investment they don't have to look at it like oh i'm i'm spending money like if 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 this is going to help me down the line then why not pay for it which which is so weird but coming back to capitalism it's it it just brings out the worst in people that's what i feel like you become predatorial in the way how you in your practices you become predatory like you become hyper focused on only getting that good profit or getting those numbers put on the board you stop caring about you know your workers rights and i'm i'm a huge advocate of workers rights i mean if 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 you can see that something is going on wrong and the amount that you're getting is low i feel that or you're not even getting a livable wage i feel that you need to speak up and talk about it i have always been for unions in india we have huge unions and i've seen situations in which they have literally unions have literally toppled down big corporations because they had a union because they had workers rights but i see that a lot of times right in my workplace like i was asking like if there's a biomed union and they were like people better not catch you talking like that or else like you know they were almost insinuating like i might just air quote disappear like you know oh so they were basically saying that oh you know you keep talking like that you might just accidentally fall down the stairs and find four gunshots in the back of your head you know just totally natural causes you know? <laughs> and no but that's that's just exaggeration but but they were saying that they have seen people get fired over stuff like that which i was like so what when you start talking about equal pay fair pay and workers rights companies just fire you like what and that's when i started digging more into capitalism and trying to understand this this monster as you may so the place where i work it's 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 it has a it has a no i wouldn't say all but it has a couple of people who i think the the proper term to use for them and i'm going to be very uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to be very charitable with this word and trying to be very politically correct bootlickers yes they're fucking bootlickers i mean it's like somebody is like literally giving you a three finger prostate exam and punching you in the face and you're saying yes daddy more i will i like this please give me more of this and, and you're just baffled by you know they're fucking you over right you do realize this right 
And it just baffles me. And these are not dumb people by any measure. Like, these are educated, very smart people who I actually look up to when it comes to, like, my field because they're very smart. And when you hear them say shit like this, I'm like, not you, man. Like, come on. Uh, it's just very disheartening to hear stuff like this. And I listen to, like, I started listening to a lot of YouTube and podcasters, Hasanabi and uh, uh, the uh, Majority Report is like two of my fav personal favorites. I listen to them all day long. They're extremely good sources of uh, getting a different perspective of what's going, uh, what's going on in the world, what's going on in America and a capitalistic and um, capitalistic viewpoint of how to look at stuff in a different way. And if you start looking at it in stuff like that, it makes a lot of sense. Now, this is told to me by my dad, and um, it 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 makes sense now. Every time you ask, a like when you look at a product and you ask yourself, why did they do that? Like, you know, the bottom line, the final answer will always be money. The reason why they did that is money. So it's very, very eye-opening and almost saddening to look at a world that you thought was perfect and rainbows. And if you just work hard, Timmy, you're going to get all your medals and you're going to be the president is not actually the truth. It's, it's a lie. Your mom lied to you. If your mom said you could be the president, she, she's a big fat liar. And you need to have a conversation with her about this. You you have to be like, Janet, uh, you said I could be the president, but given the statistics, I am from a impoverished neighborhood. Um, you know that's not going to be possible. So I wanna I wanna ask you why you set me up for failure. Why did you lie to me? You know. <laughs> that's that's just you know I just. I also did a little bit of theater, so I, I am a theater kid at heart. <laughs> so I try to do a lot of impressions as well. Uh, funny story, this is not how I actually talk. So growing up in India, of course, I had a very thick Indian accent and I used to talk like this. And, uh, and of course, when I came here, a lot of people are like, oh my God, you have such a thick Indian accent. Like, yeah, no shit, Gina. I'm from India. That's why I have a thick Indian accent, you dumb. <sighs> Calm down. It's okay. So I, I practiced and I, I got this American accent that you hear right now. And every now and then you will hear a little bit of Indian slip out. But, you know. That's uh, that's just how it is. But coming back to the whole capitalistic thing, capitalism thing, um, it's just that you you try to explain that to people and people just like, no, 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 I don't want to listen to it. They just like start covering their ears and saying, la, 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 I can't hear you. And that's not true. And I just... I just feel like so you want to be taken advantage of I don't I don't understand. And and the prime example of you know people getting underpaid was um when the whole covid shutdown happened. When covid shutdown happened and the stuff started reopening again, all these small business owners came on television crying and boohooing about about how people were getting stimulus checks and they were getting unemployment checks and they were getting livable wages and they didn't want to come back and work for $2 an hour. I'm like, I want you to say that statement. Like, so you're telling me you're paying $2 an hour and by sitting at home and getting an unemployment check, they're making like, they're making ends meet. You want them to come back and work for you for less than what they are getting right now. Does that make sense to you, Greg? Does that make sense to you, Greg, the business owner? 
I want you to keep saying that until it gets through that thick skull of yours. The hell that, the fuck that you're saying. Because, because, it's just like, and then like, everybody was like, oh, people are just lazy, huh? I don't understand. And, and I, I try to make people understand. Tell me this, right? So, if you were making $500 a paycheck, I'm just taking a random, uh, you were making $500 a paycheck in which you work 12 hour shifts every single day. And when COVID happened, you lost your job. Now you're sitting at home and getting an unemployment check for $1,500. Now you're asked to come back to work. But if you come back to work, you'll lose the $1,500 and you'll be back on the $500. Would you do that? Would you go back to making $500 again for working shitty hours under a shitty manager in a shitty job that you really don't want? Would you really want to do that? And then people are like, oh, I guess not. I'm like, oh, it's, it, it's like you honestly feel like Scar and you, you say that you're like surrounded by idiots. And I, I give, so if you guys haven't already picked on, I, I do a lot of like random characters and, and, and monologues in the middle of my, my talking. But, but that's just how I am as a person and as an individual that's my personality <laughs> but um yeah it was just funny when I when I make people understand they finally understand it and then then you see that small little like bulb flicker in their head and they're like you know this brown man is making sense like but you know what? No. And they just take that bulb down and smash it with a hammer and say, nope, going back to living in my bubble again. I'm like, all right, then. That's just terrific. Yeah. And they, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, the whole thing after COVID, when everything started reopening again, I felt that people were getting criticized for making making a livable wage like you're making a livable wage how dare you you should be living in poverty <laughs> i was like i was like the man is just trying to live god just 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 let him live like what is wrong with you and then of course like if you're staying home and making more than like, oh, he's just a lazy individual. Huh, he just doesn't want to go to work. <laughs> when I was, when I was your age, I used to work five jobs and get paid two dollars. <laughs> you kids have it easy. I'm like, this is the classic, like, you know, trauma dumping done by fucking boomers that they feel that if they say that. Like, you know, how they were treated as young people, we would suddenly be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, actually, you know, I could have been a black person living in your age and I could have been oppressed and, you know, <laughs> lynched or something. But hey, I'm living in modern America, so I guess that's okay. I'm like, so I could never understand when people did that, like, especially the older people, like when they would say that. I would work for way more and get paid less. You are literally describing people exploiting you and you're wearing it like a badge. Like, look at me. I got exploited. Huh. You kids are getting a fair pay. <laughs> what a bunch of weenies. Or whatever old people call, you know, people who want to get equal pay. Yeah, it's just, it's just, a, I just look at them and I was like, I feel sad for you. But... You kind of sort of deserve it to be a no, no. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I I shouldn't say that. that's not a that's not a nice thing to say. But but yeah, that was I found it very odd, to say in the least bit. And um, yeah, I just I just try to I try to gauge a conversation between me and somebody else before I completely open up to them because 
you don't want to, right? Like you start saying all this like workers' rights and women's rights and stuff like that, and then next thing you know, we're like, he's a transvestite. I don't want to touch him. He's weird. I'm like, you know, that's as a different conversation altogether. But <laughs> that's that's just how it is. So, so yeah, that was just uh, something that. I felt was funny and gave you a small introduction to what you guys can expect on this podcast. Uh, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this has been a wonderful experience. Uh, I hope people tune in and watch more of this or listen to more of this. Eventually, I do want to get like a video set up in which, you know, I can just, um, uh, you know, stream whatever I'm doing from my closet or my bathroom or the backyard or wherever I make my quote-unquote recording studio, 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 studio. But, um, big thanks to, big, big thanks to my wife for supporting me always. Uh, she's been with me through thick and thin. Um, and, um, I hope you guys like this podcast. Um, once again, my name is Sanjay Robin. Uh, this, uh, thank you all for listening to my rants and my crazy stories. Uh, and this is the Rage Quit Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will be uploading more uh, episodes. And also in the future, I do plan on uh, getting some guests on to, you know, again, have a different perspective about stuff. Just make the show a little bit more interesting. Uh, I do work a full-time job, so if uh, some of the episodes don't come out um, on time, I apologize for that. I will try to create a schedule and try to adhere to it. Um, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, see you on the next one. Peace.